Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. James Neal will leave it for Nugent Hopkins as Edmonton presses for the equalizer. Brassard turned it over. What timer score? James Neal, top of the right circle. Brassard gave it away. And the real deal, his name is James Neal. And this game is tied at one. Center over to Nurse. 34 seconds to go. McDavid, top of the right circle. Neal turns and scores. James Neal's got two already. Another power play goal for Neal is second in as many games. And the real deal makes it 2-1 Edmonton. Touch over to McDavid who boots it over to Clefbaum, gets it back over to Drysaddle. Tipped home! James Neal's got a hat trick! The real deal has made it 3-1! His name is James Neal, and that's his seventh career hat trick! Yurcho and then Clefbaum raked it away from him, and here's Neal on the counter to Yurcho. Right circle, back to Neal. What timer score? He's got four! It's the first four-goal game of his career for the real deal. His name is James Neal. 5-1 Edmonton. Well, that's how you start a road trip off. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from New York City, right in downtown New York. The Edmonton Oilers are finishing up a practice over in uh, uh, in New Jersey. And uh, so we've got a fully loaded show for you today. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. What a night last night for James Neal. Solid start for the Edmonton Oilers. They're 3-0 and on the year. Uh, lots of scouts in the building last night saying that the Oilers look different. This isn't just a, a, you know, on a James Neal heater, and he is on a heater. But uh, the team's quicker on pucks. It has a little bit dim- different dimension in the back end, uh, especially on the right side with some abilities to make some plays. We'll talk about that during the course of today's show. Um, better structure and, and, and still a little bit more room for growth, I think, once the team gets completely healthy, at least in the short term, uh, when there's options with Alex Chason and Josh Archibald back in the lineup as well. We're joining you from New York City. The Oilers uh, bust immediately following last night's game from Long Island into downtown New York. We're in the financial district of New York City at a uh, a refurbished office building that actually, at one stage, uh, for 60 years was... Uh, not used, and it is a funky, funky, artsy building to say the least. And I uh, will uh, try to cobble together what an appropriate term on a day like today a decent show for you. Obviously, we'll have a complete recap of yesterday's uh, game. The Oilers now 3-0 and on the season. Lots of great audio coming up, uh, some solid clips, and some perspectives too on on the James Neal uh, Milan-Lucic trade. 
and maybe a couple different ways to look at it. So uh, we'll give you some thoughts there. Uh, Brendan S. Scott's back at the 630 Chet Studios at Edmonton. He'll have NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing at 1220. He'll give us our injury report uh, coming down the uh, pipe for James H. Brown. And the folks at 120 today will get into this day in order's history as well. Uh, for New West Travel, who are here in New York City. I'm actually going to see them at an event tonight. Every Wednesday on Oilers Now, our headliner is Brian Lawton, former NHL general manager. He was the first man to tell us. Keep an eye on Dave Tippett as head coach. And he also picked the Oilers to make the playoffs. Uh, and uh, the Oilers and it were very embryonic stages of the year. Uh, you know, there's some wild things going on right now. The Anaheim Ducks have a goaltender in John Gibson who has a 970 save percentage. Not surprising, they're 3-0. and Nobody had James Neal with six goals right now. He's got six goals and leads the entire National Hockey League in goals. So uh, it's going to be fun. We are going to take some... Uh, we're going to try to do calls if possible and get to some uh, texts as well. You can text us at 630-630. We will tell you that you can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree, they're bigger and better and now 100% smoke-free on the main casino floor. River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on us. And you can text us at 630-630. I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's back in the studio. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And our show Twitter account, which has got more followers than some radio stations in this market, is at Oilers Now. Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. We'll hear from him at 135 as well. But really, it, it starts last night for the Oilers, opening up a four-game road trip. And the continuation for James Neal, who scored two power play goals, including the GWG against the LA Kings on um, Saturday night. The Oilers showing resiliency in those opening two games. They were far from Picasso's, but they look like pitchers of arts when you see the bottom line, which is back-to-back home ice wins to start the year. Neal is on fire. I'm going to bring Brendan Escott into the show fairly quickly. Brendan, I know you were... uh, uh, back of the studio last night, just helping with a little bit of overlap force and for emergency purposes situations. But it's uh, when the trade went down, you know, there's there's different ways to to look at things. And um, you know, I, I read a couple of stories out of Calgary, uh, and there seemed to be vitriol directed at Neil at the time of the deal. And, uh, and frankly, I was surprised at a couple of takes that were out there even today. I mean, the bottom line here is if you spend a lot of time around, and, and we're privileged in our roles, but if you spend time around players, uh, generally speaking, wherever they go after they leave the organization that you're sort of around, you want to wish those guys the best of luck and uh, that they be successful. Um, I realize it's the Battle of Alberta. I've you know coined the phrase the Battle for Alberta. I'd rather see the Oilers, the Flames, Vancouver make the playoffs, and I guess L.A. now that Todd McClellan's there, with maybe Dallas Aikens having an outside shot than, than the San Jose's of the world. You know, for me personally, I'd, I'd rather see that occur, and I've got nothing but the utmost respect of what San Jose's accomplished over the years. Um, that said, when Edmonton plays Calgary, I want the Oilers to beat them. All right, make no mistake. But I don't want. I, I want to see Milan Lucic go to Calgary and have a successful go. Uh, he's provided them some toughness. There's no question about that. But James Neal was a more accomplished scorer in his career, and he seems to have sufficed to say 
gotten off on the right foot here at Edmonton, to say the least. Brendan, James Neal is on quite a heater, isn't he? Oh, he absolutely is. And, Bob, to me, it was the way he was scoring those goals last night. You know, a cute little deflection in front, just being in the right place at the right time, shooting from all angles. You know, it didn't seem like he was hesitant. He seems like he's playing with a lot of confidence. Obviously, players on heaters will do that. But uh, it was just encouraging to see a guy that was willing to go out there and, and believe in himself, even after the down years. So I think it's a really encouraging sign here moving forward, just how those goals were being scored. Well, nobody, look, anybody that's listening to this, we have a lot of, uh, specifically sort of in your age demo, Brendan, uh, uh, people listening to us daily on 630 Chat or, uh, you know, you know, going through the podcast, because I know we have a, a heavy podcast uh, following, and it just reinforces the passion for the orders out there, and we try to get you good guests as well on the show. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of, say, under 40-year-old guys are really into the analytics. And uh, so on that note, I don't think anybody's expecting James Neal to continue to shoot at 42.9%. If he does continue to shoot at 49 <laughs> anyhow, uh, realistically, I mean, the guy's an 11.8% shooter in his career. He had, was a 5% shooter last season. He was due for a bounce back. I know I put out a tweet at the beginning of September and got a fair amount of blow blast. I, I was a little bit surprised. Um, you know, I put I, I put a tweet out and basically said I have a strong gut feel that James Neal's going to have a big bounce back year. After seeing him on the ice, he's clearly in shape. Pretty sure Connor McDavid's going to have a vested interest in seeing Neal succeed as well. And look, man, I'm going to tell you point blank: Connor McDavid wanted James Neal here. Because if he didn't want him here, the trade wouldn't have been made. So, I mean, the Oilers uh, looked at a, you know some options. Could have probably had Louis Erickson, and that might have been better for Milan Lucic, given his family situation. Um, but Luch accepted the trade to Calgary. He waived his no movement to, to get himself jump-started. And again, I want him to be successful for the Flames, and he's provided them with a little bit of toughness so far. Uh, but Connor McDavid... When I said vested interest, I mean, he was skating with him all summer. You think if he didn't want him on the team, the trade wouldn't have happened? Like, come on, man. Of course he wanted him here. Four assists on the four power play goals. Where he's situated. By the way, people should remember, he was not on the first unit power play in that opening game. That was Alex Chason. And then Chason got the flu. So, uh, I got news for you. When Chason comes back in the lineup... He's not bumping James Neal off that spot. James Neal has led the NHL in playoff goal, or sorry, power play goals in a season before he did it. The year he scored 40 in Pittsburgh, he had over, I think he had like 21 power play goals that year. Even with Lucic, the year he scored the 23 power play or 23 goals in 16, 17, 12 of those uh, for Milan were with the extra man. When you're rolling out Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins in a 1-3-1 power play, the net front presence is going to score big. Alex Chase on career-high 22 goals last season. Realistically, uh, you know, at this stage, given the start that he's had, if he stays healthy, Brendan, is he a stone-cold mortal lock for 25-plus goals if he remains on the Oilers' first unit power play and he's healthy? He's already got six. Based on what he's demonstrated, absolutely. I don't think it, I mean, again, that 40% clip is a little ridiculous right now, but I don't even know if 30 is yep. out of reach if he's playing with McDavid and these guys are, uh, you know, at any point in the game and these guys are having the kind of chemistry that they have. 
Yeah, my guess is he'll probably, you know, logic dictates, all right, so he went from, you know, he's a he's an 11.8% career shooter, which means he was over 12 before last year, 5% last season. He might shoot between 7, you know, realistically between 16 to 18% on the year. But he's going to get 200-plus shots. So if he shoots 16 to 18%, like, that's what I mean. He's pro- he, there's a good bet he's going to bounce back, and it's going to. And most guys that understand stats would get this. I remember years ago, Brendan. Pro- what where were you in 2000? And um, oh man, I'm thinking it might have been 03, 04. Now I got to think of the year. Uh, how old were you in 2003, 2004? Like no, 12 or something. Nine or ten. Nine or ten. Corey Cross, who I did Corey's games at the U of A in 1989. University of Alberta so didn't even play uh, major junior and you know ended up carving out a pretty good NHL career for himself and I think he had like three goals in the first two weeks of the year and as a defenseman he was shooting like 35% obviously that's got not going to continue now Neil is not going to continue to shoot at 42.9% but realistically given the start that he's had if he shoots at 16 to 18% and he gets 200 shots on goal. You take the low end at 16%. That's 32 goals. So I, I you know, he's he's got a great chance to get it going. Um, let's go to a full audio recap of last night's victory. The Edmonton Oilers start the year three and zero. To our Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Jack Michaels with the audio call of the Oilers' victory over the New York Islanders. And we're back to one of our favorite venues, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum for the Oilers and the Islanders. He's able to power his way through Beauvillier, but not Komarov, who grabbed the puck, found Beauvillier, shorthanded, backhander score. one nothing Islanders. The steal by Komarov, the finish by Beauvillier. Steele will leave it for Nugent Hopkins as Edmonton presses for the equalizer. Broussard turned it over. What timer score? James Neal, top of the right circle. McDavid, top of the right circle. Neal turns and scores. James Neal's got two already. Left arm gets it back over to Trisono. Tipped home. James Neal's got a hat trick. The real deal has made it 3 1. His name is James Neal, and that's his seventh career hat trick. Pellet back, centering pass. Trisono in front. Cassian went off a skated in. 4 1 Edmonton. That's going to count to Yurcho. Right circle. Back to Neil. What timer score? He's got four. It's the first four goal game of his career for the real deal. His name is James Neal. 5 1 Edmonton. Jack, he's got to keep shooting the puck. I mean, he's got a hot stick going right now. And that's when you're feeling it, when you score from there. Del Cole to Barzell. Five seconds. Del Cole won't get a shot away. And this one's over. Edmonton, five. New York, two. The Oilers are 3-0 for the first time since the 2008-9 campaign. And they win this one going away. Two in the first, two in the second. And one in the third for an emphatic 5-2 victory. All right, uh, Zach Cassian scoring for the third consecutive game. Uh, three assists for Connor McDavid. He's got eight points in three games. Drysaddle, a couple of assists. He's got seven points. Uh, Clefbaum picked up another assist. He's at four. Uh, workmanlike performance from 
uh, netminer Mikko Koskinen. Islanders ended up pushing, uh, you know, the old, what do they call that, score effects in analytics where you get a bunch of shots in the third period when you're down. That's kind of what happened. Let's go to James Neal postgame on his hat trick last night. I scored my whole career. I've, I've put pressure on myself to be a goal scorer and, you know, wanted that pressure. And, um, you know, uh, last year was was a tough year and, uh, you know, I wanted a chance to prove myself. And obviously things worked out in the summer with a trade and I came here and had uh, had people that believed in me and, and believed that I could uh, bounce back and put a good season together and uh, help a team win and help a team get to the playoffs. So, um, you know, it feels good to have that uh, uh, that confidence in me and um, playing with great players and, um, you know, it feels good. Dave Tippett's thoughts following the victory last night. That's the best game we've played so far. A little, you know, kind of more towards the team game we're looking for. We, I thought we really worked hard. We, we managed the puck pretty well most of the time. Discipline was pretty good. Power play was pretty good. Penalty kill knocked two off. And even when we were in our zone a little bit, I thought we were pretty solid, like not giving up a lot. So so that's more to working the way or who we want to be. And uh, But tonight I thought, you know, Islanders are a good working team, and I thought we worked you know, right with them tonight. So that's a good sign. The Oilers head coach then added some additional thoughts and comments on James Neal's hot start. You know, I met with him in, in uh, August. I flew out to Toronto and met with him. And uh, he was in a real, real good space, you know. And then he came into camp. He's worked hard, really gelled well with his teammates and that. So you see him practice, you see him play. You, you know he's capable of uh, he's capable of scoring, but... Uh, you know, I don't think anybody envisioned getting off to a start like this, but he's put the work in. It's good to see he's getting rewarded. Uh, he isn't the only one going pretty good. Zach Cassian uh, scored for the third consecutive game, and Cassian had these comments uh, on uh, his quick offensive start. Yeah, it's definitely nice when you score goals. Uh, I don't think anyone will ever uh, argue with with that, but I think as a team, we're just playing well. We're playing fast. Uh, we're, we're playing smart hockey. Obviously, when you play with those two, you're going to get your chances offensively. We just talked about just maybe tighten it up a little bit uh, defensively, and we did that tonight and were able to capitalize on a nice feed from Leon. And uh, Cassian was also pleased uh, to see Neil's reemergence as a scorer. People, like, it's crazy. Uh, he had an off year last year, but it's, it's crazy how the hockey world seems to forget that he scored 20-plus goals 10 years. It was a 10 years. Um, that doesn't happen by fluke. Obviously, he's a shooter. He's great in the room, great teammate. Uh, we're really happy to have him. Yeah, and he's a shooter. And Dave uh, Tippett's mentioned he gives the team a little bit of juice. Uh, the Oilers are a quiet, younger team. It's uh, a, a slightly different era of players today. I, I think that's fair. Um, and it's been a good fit. So, you know, uh, meanwhile, uh, down in Calgary last night, Milan Lucic had a second fight in three games. He fought a big in Curtis McDermott, who uh, Todd McClellan elected to uh, dress, knowing that there might be a little bit of swashbuckling between the uh, Kings and the Flames last night. And uh, for Edmonton, uh, you know, with James Neal, so far, so good. Uh, I mean, the guy's got six goals. It's pretty tough to uh, suggest that, uh, you know, it hasn't worked out to to this point. Again, I hope Milan's happy in Calgary, and I hope, uh, uh, you know, that things continue here for James Neal, and I can't reiterate the point more. Sometimes people just need fresh starts elsewhere, and uh, when you're around guys 
you know, like Brendan, you're around Sherwood Park Crusaders a bit. I did the Golden Bears for years. I cheered for all those guys when they went on and played over in Europe or whatever. And I will tell you point blank that, uh, you know, I want to see Cam Talbot and uh, Milan be uh, successful in Calgary. Just like I want to see Cogliano be successful in Dallas. You know, just like with Taylor Hall. Like, I was super happy that he won the MVP. I always knew he could be an all-star. I was stoked that he could be an MVP. Uh, we'll see what happens with his contract situation. It's going to be one of the huge storylines coming up here because Taylor Hall's a stud, and the orders take on New Jersey tomorrow. New Jersey's got Philadelphia tonight. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the orders got Larson. And, I mean, just to show you how players are, uh, when, when Adam Larson's uh, father passed away when he came to Edmonton and had a – uh, heart issue, and uh, Adam lost his dad. Taylor Hall reached out to him, and it tells you a lot about players right there. So, because uh, that was a tough trade for Taylor to have gone through at that time, he was really surprised at, at how it shook down. Uh, you know, uh, the Oilers coming out at sixteen seventeen. They they played with a little bit of hangover, and some nights they didn't uh, take teams uh, seriously enough. And Barry Trotz, the head coach of the New York Islanders, he alluded to that last night. Oh yeah, way too much space. Well, I think we were looking for uh, an easy game. Uh, I'm disappointed with that because we knew it wasn't going to be. Um, and we had it handed to her. We didn't have a great start. We never got too many turnovers. Too soft on the, on the battle. And, you know, took too many penalties. There you go. And uh, we'll see. I mean, they had such a quantum step forward. Uh, last year. So, uh, anyhow, the Oilers, uh, next up, New Jersey. New Jersey's got Philadelphia tonight, so we'll be watching a bit of that after we do our uh, Oilers Now event for the folks at uh, New West Travel. 12.26 in Edmonton. We're going to uh, run right up against the break here. Coming up at 12.35, a guy who had some confidence that Dave Tippett with some structure and the fact that uh, Ken Holland and Dave Tippett added some speed and quickness to the lineup a bit. And for the record, everybody, I don't think we've seen that fully come to fruition yet because I think as Archibald uh, gets back in the lineup at some stage, and I'll ex- explain maybe how that can happen here even as early as Thursday, uh, with Nygaard gaining some confidence and Haas playing some minutes here, the Oilers have a chance to be significantly quicker. And that was the message with last night's pro scouts that were at the game. Edmonton doesn't – It's forget the Neal scoring the, the four goals. That's awesome. Everybody knows that if you're an Oilers fan. But it's the way the team was playing that's got some guys interested around the league, ears perking up going, yeah, these guys have a chance to take a step forward. So we'll discuss that coming up with Brian Lawton after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.